0: Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast and we are Calvin.com. It's Damien Dono here live from the pod. Um, joined by Paul Demo Fitzpatrick um, as we're looking ahead to a busy weekend. I think I could just pre-record this Paul put it out every single week. That it's we're looking ahead to a busy weekend because every weekend is busy. I know you called me the mo, though you? Don't usually call me the, the mo. Mode. Yeah, yeah. I was actually going to try and call you the, the puff, but this just didn't work. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to think of something with pod, but no, brain went scramble and 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 kiblut. But um, yeah, looking ahead this weekend, I suppose we have an extra weekend of. Um, of championship games that we didn't expect we'd have as in quarter-final replays, which is, I suppose, indicative of the fact that the championships are so competitive, so close.
1: Yeah, well, last year we had two draws in the quarter-finals of the senior. Um, this year we had one draw in the quarter-finals of the senior, but we, we draw two draws in the quarter-finals of the intermediate. I think it was two, yeah? So yeah. And, it, and we've relegation this this again as well. So with the, with the new system, I suppose... Uh, you know, it, it, it leaves t- tight games all around. Like, if you even look at the relegation playoffs this weekend, you've you've got uh, Killegari and. Ballignac. Ballignac, yeah. I mean, good games there, like, good yeah. teams. Like, and it's looking through the relegation playoffs. Shercock are probably going to be favourites to go down, but they've shown enough to suggest that they, they could win a game in that. You're going to get a big team going down there as well. So, I think it's it's really exciting now at this stage. It, it, yeah. it looked like a, I sort of had a pencil in as a bit of a weekend off, but it's yeah. still a busy weekend. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, we'll we'll start off, I suppose, with with the previews. Um, we'll, we'll start off with the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship, uh, Lara against Ballybora. Um, you know, the last day, Ballybora should have won it. Is it fair to say?
1: Yeah, in 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 the event, the way it turned out, Ballybora should have won the game, but Ballybora weren't a better team. I th- I thought Lara were a better team, so like. It was a classic ambush in that Lara or Bealibur got a goal after thirty seconds, and they got another goal at the very end. Um, you know, over the course of the the other fifty eight minutes in between, or fifty nine minutes in between, Bailey or Lara were five five points the better side, um, and I know they got the last point. Like I, pr- I thought, they probably were a few points better on the evening, but. Baileyberg keep confounding everyone, like there is a bit of a bit of grit to them. They're they're able to get goals as well. They missed a few chances and they probably when they looked at the video, they probably would feel that they could have won the game even before that smash and grab goal. Um I could I thought there was a bit of luck about two of their goals. Their first goal was, was a good move, caught Lara Cole, second goal was a goalkeeping error, third goal was just a, sort of a bizarre one. Mm. I'd expect Lara to win the replay. Like you know the, the they seem to be playing, they definitely weren't in top gear the last day. They seem to, be, to have a little bit more in the tank. Maybe they're expecting to win the game a little little easier than they did. Maybe a bit of complacency crept in. Like they were 10 to 1 on favourites for one bookie last week. I notice now they're, they're 5 to 1 on this week. I don't want to turn this into the betting podcast again. But it just gives you an indication of how people are thinking and where the money is going as well. Um, yeah,
0: it, I
1: still, and it, maybe it goes
0: to show the way bookies think, though. After drawing last week, to still have somebody at at, at five to one on, it, it's a it's a huge bet. Yeah. But that puts Bailey Burr probably at five to two or something like that. Or
1: uh, well, Aimee Macaul- Cole. I wrote a column about Amy Coleman this week because I read the the book his memoir that came out. Well, you have to Postum- get me that yeah. memoir. Yeah, it's a great read. Um, and I was when I was about sixteen, where we I spent under sixteen football in Red Hills, and and my uncle Philip was working on a building site with with Aimee Coleman. He brought him out to train us, and I remember at the end of the of the session, um. We had a bit of a Q and A with him, and one of the questions I, I I remembered actually after I wrote the column, I asked him two questions. One of the questions was um, who was the best player he ever trained, and he said Henry Downey. And the second one was uh, I can't remember what the question was. <laughs> it Must be whatever game was on at the time. But him and said the best team always wins the replay, and I always remembered it mm. because he's he's right. Like over over one game that can happen, but over two games, you'd imagine it evens out the luck and everything else. Like are Laura better team than Baileyborough, I'd say they are. Um and I think that that bit of a bit of a shock to the system they got last Friday would probably stand to them in the long run. Mickey Hannon always says when a team is winning and winning and winning, they don't change anything. Well, why should you? You're always you're always winning. And it reminds me of Tyrone last year going, going in and they had steamrolled through Ulster and destroyed our man, the other in the quarter final, winning against Dublin. And they're in a dangerous place because Everyone knew exactly how they were going to play because they weren't going to change it. They'd been playing that way all year, and they'd belief in it. So, Lara, Lara, probably will have learned more about themselves last Friday night. Um, they need to get more out of certain players. I think Roden. I think I said it the last day on the podcast. Roden mm. is really the, the main man, even though he's not their best footballer. He's the most important footballer because he 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 has a different style of play than so many of them. He's not one of these ball carriers with unbelievable speed. He's just a big, powerful target man with. That can kick scores. Like he's a good footballer. Don't get me wrong.
0: Is the venue going to suit Bailiabur or Lara? Like it, Dolan Park for me is tight enough. It's. It, I think that that should be to Bailiabur's advantage. Um, yeah, I'd, w- I'd agree. Now, uh,
1: Lara won a game there already. Of course, they bet. Um, Cucullins there, but that's right. Yeah. It, it's a tight field for a new pitch. It's a very. It's a very small pitch yeah. because they just were limited in space with the Torf from on one side and, and the river on, or lake on the other. So normally when teams build a new field, they, they build a huge, big field. But uh, Virginia just had Ramar just hadn't the space to, to do that in Virginia, so it is tight. It definitely is tight. Um, I, I expect Lara to win this. I suppose Luke Gibson was the man who played a brilliant game last week, but he was going for his hat trick at the end. I don't know. If it was in the back of his mind he should have put it over the bar. It's easy saying from where I was standing up on the terrace, but uh, he did brilliantly to create that chance. Should have put it over. You know that's going to be in their heads a wee bit. They probably should have won it. Owen Cooney then came up with that last point there's you know there just seemed to be that inevitability about it that Lara are going to get an equaliser here and it was a great score Now I enjoyed the, the battle between Jack Barry and Owen Cooney cornerback and corner forward there wasn't much in it mm. but Cooney got a, actually even at the end it encapsulated it because Barry got the hand in he broke it away perfect defending but Cooney g- grabbed it second time of asking cut inside created space and kicked over the point I thought Ushin o- and Carlin he kicked the fourth score for Lara but he was quiet Um Jack McKenna was good. Just thinking through their team, like the likes of Lee Riley did well, but there's more in them. Paul Smith is, or Paul Smith the midfielder as well yeah. did well. More in them though. Uh, Ian Letty wasn't his usual uh, busy. Agra- busy, aggressive self coming okay. out of defence. He was good, like, but they were all good, but but they weren't brilliant. Um, so I think there was more in Lara, whereas whereas Bailey were. Uh, also, Lara had a, a sweeper back in front of of. Um, Reese Clark, and while it nullified, it cut off the supply to him a bit. Clark was still dangerous when he got on the ball, so Bailey have got to get Clark on more ball. Michael Agri's got to improve his shooting from the last night. It's it's not beyond the realms of possibility that Bailey could do this, but I just think Lara, you know, the best team wins the replay. Mm,
0: It's going to be interesting. I'd imagine from Lara, they'll be looking at the the scoreline and simply saying, if we can stop Bailey from scoring goals, we'll win it. so they Way probably only had attack.
1: they only had four goal chances yeah, really they like, and, and they took three and the last one they shouldn't have went, went for the goal as I said but mm. um, Be the, interesting. you know Bailey were they they did the same I saw them um, up against Arva up in Mola on a Friday night a few weeks ago as well and just struck for a couple of timely goals they seem to be able to get goals. They're not. The, some of them aren't the best goals you'd ever see, but they're able to get them nonetheless. Mm,
0: um, got three against Mullerhorn earlier on. As yeah, well, you know, so yeah, they're, so. they're capable of banging in the goals I'm, at go the the light light times. Times. I'm certainly going to go for Lara an And then the other um, intermediate replay is Mullerhorn against Beltor But in case people uh, haven't subscribed to the Patreon uh, podcast, they they would have made money even just on that draw you predicted on on your bet of the week.
1: Bet of the week, yeah. Yeah, I predicted the draw, right? Um, and on the podcast, I predicted Bill Torbett. Uh, now, Bill Torbit are 7-4 this week, looking at the betting again. It, like that's probably value. It's value. It is I value. I'd agree, it's yeah, value. Yeah, I think Definitely. it is, because I don't think there's much between them. Uh, now, I know Mullerhorn conceded a lot of frees. Uh, whether it was a foul count or a free counter depends on what, <laughs> what dugout you're in, Damien. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> but uh, if you'd imagine if Mullerhorn can, can, can cut down on the number of frees they concede, that they won't be giving Enda Henry these opportunities because he's a class free taker
0: I have to say for Enda Henry he scored frees that that were very difficult They weren't tap overs like the sidelines 45 metres out you know there were difficult frees three of them to mind for me were outside the scoring zone and he still nailed them like he he had one of those days that confidence was high and, and I just do want to actually point out while there are some people maybe who, who taught that you know, the free count was completely wrong. I'm looking back on the game itself, I don't think that Joe McQuillan done a, done a bad job by any means, you know, it just maybe a little bit... It's the definition of the tackle that that is disrupting how lads play. Now, players have to adopt their game to what the referee is defining as the tackle, but, like, from one referee in Carvin to the next... You go out like I, in in an ideal world, I'd have spent this week just saying, okay, lads, we need to hone in on our tackling skills, you know, because this is the way referees referee the tackle. But you just didn't, there's no point in me doing that on a Tuesday night when you didn't know the referee at that point and you were saying to yourself, well, you know, one referee's definition of the tackle is different. I think that's something that the the, the GA need to. Maybe tighten up on, or just figure out. You know yeah. what is the definition of the tactic. When, when,
1: when you look at a, a well-resourced setup, that seems to have someone almost certain departments, like a nutrition department and a psychology department, and everything. And you've like a head of it almost. It's like a university. Some of these setups, you should have a, a department for for studying referees. Because
0: well, I said that on the podcast, about two years ago.
1: Yeah, well, you're if, right.
0: If I was over a county senior team, I'd have referee analysis as part
1: of a background yeah. team. Because yeah. referees have a huge influence on games. Like, again, it's just different styles. They're no different than footballers having no their yeah. own different styles. Yeah. Like refereeing is not an exact science. Um you know, if if you ask ten people to draw a horse, <laughs> they'll draw yeah, something yeah. different. You know, even though you, we all know what a horse looks like. It's, it. it's all open to interpretation. But I you know, I think it's gonna be close again. Um I'll give Mullerhorn a nod this time. So to give you my margins, Damien, I'm gonna say Lara will, will beat
0: Which we have to get the pen out. <laughs> Lara <laughs> will
1: beat the Shamrocks by by uh, four points I think and I think Mullerhorn will beat uh, Bill Horvath this time by a point and not blowing, blowing smoke up yet, but I think that the winner of this game uh, is going to have a big say in, obviously they're going to be in the semi-finals but the two favourites are on the other side of the draw I'd imagine in, in Lara and mm. Um the bridge most people would view the bridge as outsiders rightly or wrongly I know you won't want to comment because you might be playing them but I think the winner of this game is going to come in and there's going to be a lot of focus on on Cucullins and uh, Lara if Lara gets through, and I think the winner of this game is going to have a big say in it. Maybe we'll just, you know, it's a new championship. Every round's a new championship. It's anything can happen in the locker stages.
0: Yeah, definitely can. Definitely can. The um, we'll move on into the senior championship replay between Lacken and Lavie. Um You know. <sighs> Replay. It's, it just it's, reminded me of my bet. I know. I, I do. You know what? The amount of people I met this week. I, I genuinely say I met four people who said that that draw threw my bet off in ranging and money. Dan from, from,
1: from Casuarina text or tweeted and said eighty two to one accumulator. Oh God. Yeah, mine was ninety six, ninety seven to one. Uh, mother of God.
0: <laughs> yeah, mine. Mine was something in around ten or twelve to one, or I can't remember what it was, but. It 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 definitely done the bookies. It done the bookies a favor, like yeah.
1: But then then talking to people, I I heard a lot of Lacking people, as I said on the last podcast, saying that the referee gave them everything. I was talking to some other people who were neutral and said uh, he did seem to give a lot to Lacking, but it didn't affect the outcome. Um, Like Ray McGallaghan missed a few few score referees that he'd normally tap over, for example. Okay, Lavi, maybe he could have had a couple of penalties by all accounts, but it's it's a tricky one again. There's so much talk now about Gowen and Crushlaw, the new teams, taking big scabs. Crushlaw knocking out um, the champions Bravo. of two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gowen and knocking out the champions of last year with young teams. There's a huge focus on that. Then you have Kassaran who are always a big talking point. They've been in the last three finals. They're like Mayo. They're the story of the summer nearly every year even yeah. though they haven't got over the line yet. Suddenly, Lavi and Lacan have sort of been forgotten and this game, this again is off-Broadway. I don't think you see a massive crowd at this game and I think, especially after a 10-all draw the first game, people might say, ah. Oh, but enough football lately. I mightn't go to this one, and I think that whichever side of those gets through, Casarano want to beware. Even though I'm, I've said I think it's Casarano's year, you know, it's a, a team coming limping into a semi final like that is a dangerous team often because they, if they can just get lads back, suddenly it's a mindset thing. Casarano are going to have to take them very, very seriously. Whoever wins this game,
0: yeah, yeah, it's going to be, going to be very interesting. Um, it's on on Sunday evening at. Five o'clock, I think it is. If I'm right, I yeah, just going through at five o'clock in Cross Keys.
1: You'd have to imagine if if um, if Neil McKernan is fit. I think that's crucial. It's that's crucial. Like he's wor- he is worth a few points, no doubt. Like so, if it's if it's similarly tight as last week, only McKernan's on the field. Like that should swing it Lacking's way. Yeah, um,
0: McKernan as I said on the podcast earlier in the week, was holding the ladder for me out in Lacking. But he was saying that he 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 feels like he's getting closer. He's you know somebody else said to me after that he, he was raring to go but the management decided look it's not ready it's not time
1: that's a gamble it paid off for him
0: damn right and and well it'll time will tell will it pay off as in you know they didn't win the game they didn't lose it but had they they got a week's more recovery they got a week more recovery yeah definitely so it should and if they get through having given them that extra week it should be a huge benefit to them but um, if if Niall McKiernan is there? He's worth scores. You know, he has to be worth scores. Yeah,
1: yeah. but Lavi have never drawn five of the last ten championship matches. So Lavi, it's always you know, the it last half full or half empty. Lavi are very hard to beat, but yeah. they find it hard just to win games in the championship. They've only won three of their last ten there, yeah. and, and yet they're still recognised as as one of the stronger sides. So you know, haven't they're they're hard to beat, but they find it hard to win.
0: Have not they overachieved? Really, considering their league standing, like under under Kevin McDonald, they've. Become a championship team, like they're. If you look at league tables, they're they're the lowest ranked league side in the senior championship, and yet they're. I think I'm right in saying that, am I? I'd say you are. Yeah. Sorry, no. Shercock, Shercock, yeah. Shercock lower, but you know, so second second lowest ranked team, but they're they're consistently quarterfinal, semifinal under under Kevin McDonald
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know they're they're playing Paul Gakris inside now. The last couple of games, mm. I don't know how that is working for them. Um, like you'd have to say they've only scored what did they score against against Sharkirk? was it one ten or something? Yeah. yeah, and ten points next day. They're not exactly ripping up, but neither are lackin lackin have scored seven points, seven points, and ten points, mm. twenty four points. The gear's got that in one game it's against. It's going to be a classic. Yeah, it's going to be three <laughs> two. The
0: billing. Yeah, it's it, it, um, you
1: would know it could. Both teams could go for broken. It could be a classic because Lakin put up three nine against uh, Rammer the force the one fourteen against King's um,
0: three nine still twelve scores. Yes, twelve scores. Fifteen scores against
1: Kingsford, and that was the day where Niall McCarron turned in a masterclass mm. You know, so they are still struggling for scores. it's like,
0: Funny, you pointed out earlier on in the championship that you know their are scoring sources where the three lads you've taken away one of the three, and the scoring average goes down, mm-hmm. or even in some cases they took away two of the three, and the scoring average goes down. Yeah, look, it's, it's not, a, it's not it's no
1: sense. Like I think Paul Letty no. was was. Uh, improved the last day. Uh, he's getting back to now. He's a class player, in my yeah, opinion.
0: Yeah, very busy, hard working, industrial, but creative with the boot when, when he when he keeps his mind on the game. Like he's, he's yeah. a player I like watching. Same I just here. and and I I I'd, I'd, I'd nearly I'd like to see him just concentrating a wee bit more on the football. You know that he's lads try to get under his skin. You know they they try to get get him booked and and sometimes he falls into that trap and there's a reason lads do that to him it's because they know if he's playing football he's a good baller so I'd like to you know with with another year or two bit more maturity he'll come there and I think you know if he can keep his head he's a really classy footballer ah
1: he is he is like he, he don't hand, hand out those McCrory medals for nothing no but no, uh, no. yeah uh, going to the head I'm gonna go for. Jesus tight again It's a hard one to call I'm going to go for Lavi They're 2-1 I think that Lavi Lavi is a, I think Lavi will win it
0: Right Give us a margin Obviously you're close
1: Lavi to win it I mean You look at tight games What are Lavi like In tight games then? I mean, They've drawn 5 of their last 10 They beat Sherbrooke In a close game You know Is there a doubt Creeping in there In a tight game we we'll know we we'll know on Sunday because it's going to be another tight one. I, I I'll take Lavi to upset the apple cart and go for a 1 point win for Lavi.
0: Okay, and I'll ju- just to make sure there's a bit of variety on it, I'm going to go with a 1 point win for Lakin. I reckon Niall McKern will be fit to play a part of some sort and that'll be enough just to to get them over the line now whether it's last 10 minutes or or whatever it is. You know, I don't see Lavi running so far ahead of Lakin that they're saying to themselves, you know, OK, well, we're, we're out of this game. I think they'll be in touch and if the extra week's rest has got Niall McKernan back in form or back fit to play a part, I think that that could be the, the winning of the game. But time will tell. It'll be it'll be very, very close anyway. Like a one-point win either way on a prediction that you don't know who exactly is fit. It's uh, It shows how, how well measured the size are. So. Yeah. Kieran Callahan Electrical Limited has been providing a quality service to the industrial, commercial, and domestic sectors nationwide since 1996. Reduce your business's energy bill with our energy audit, or if you need any electrical works carried out, why not contact Kieran Callahan Electrical on 049 433 0111. brady's Arva limited main dealers for volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, longford leitrim monaghan mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years a family-owned and family-run business brady's are famous for their long association with the gaa if you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle Check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.brady'sarva.ie for more details. We'll we'll run through a very quick preview of the relegation games because uh, for me, these are like county finals for each of these teams these are you know we've got to stay in this championship if we want a chance to win it next year so, so explain
1: the format to me Damien if the first game there is could Hill and Balignac is it sorry Um
0: let me see so I'm just trying to look at the it's Friday night isn't it the first game oh yeah. sorry that's the intermediate one um, there's none of the senior relegation playoffs Friday night so essentially you have six teams in senior there we go we've we've uh, We've Kiligary and Bali or Balig okay on the fixtures so we have relegation game A um in the senior championship is Hill and Shercock and sorry it is Friday night in, in in Virginia then you have relegation game B which is Kiigari against Balnya now I think the losers of those two games play each other and the loser goes down. There's only...
1: So the loser of Kiligary and, and and... Cuthill
0: and Coothill and Shercock. Is it just the four teams? There's a sixth... Is there sixteen? No, four teams. No, yeah, four, four teams. teams yeah, 12, yeah, 12, 12, twelve, sorry, twelve. So yeah. it's go- Balignac, um Balignac play Kiligary on Saturday afternoon in Drummalee. Yeah. Sunday afternoon in Drummalee at one o'clock. Coothill play Shercock on Friday evening at quarter past eight. And you, if you lose it, you get one more shot. Well...
1: Straight off you'd have to say Could are favourites to beat Shercock because Could Hill are unlucky to be in that at all. Like they yeah. won their they won their last game. Um like a bad performance against Lacken really cost them When they only scored four points. But I mean they they beat Crush Law who are who are going well. Like Could right. Hill are, are unpredictable. And Rancast ran pretty close in the first game as well, so probably unlucky to be in there. Um and beat Killigari, of course, we bet the Gales. Uh Shercock I've shown enough the last couple of games that that, they're not going to roll over but I think Goodhill I do think Goodhill will win that that would leave Shercook in in the relegation final the other game is a pick'em you know Kiligary and Balignac I'm going to go for Balignac there to be honest because I think Connor Smith's loss is huge Kiligary responded well when it happened They they were struggling in that game and they responded well but they haven't responded well since like a bad loss to Cuthill to in the following round and uh, like a heavy loss. Um, or going way down, and know they came back a bit. But yeah. I think Killegarry, you know, it's like sticking a pin in the balloon with Killegarry. I think they've been deflated uh, since Connor got that injury. And whereas Ballignac have actually improved. So they bottomed out. 20 minutes into the crucial Law game, I think they, their season bottomed out. They were 10 points down, having lost their previous two games. But they came back and pushed Crush all the way and end up losing by five, but it was a last minute goal um yeah, to five the pretty difference. flat at Crush Law on the end. Then they turn around and beat Castrahan. Now read what you want into it, they still won it. And uh so you'd have to imagine maybe they're on the upper wee bit. Yeah. And they'll be lining up this relegation game and saying, Look, we're not gonna go down without a whimper. Balagnar are gonna be hard to beat. Where's that game doing? in? In Drumley. Drumley. yeah. I think Balagnar are gonna be very hard to beat in that game which would leave a Kiligary Sherkirk relegation final you'd have to imagine Kiligary would be favourites there but again you don't know like I'd be amazed if Kiligary were to get relegated but if 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 Balignac or or um, Gorkert Hill were to get relegated either it would be a massive surprise so yeah. it's it's like a Sherkirk go down uh, I, as I said before I hate to see a team that comes up going straight back down because it's always difficult after a breakthrough win to go up and keep the momentum going but um, I, I think if Shercock go down it won't be a massive surprise because they've just come up but the other three are well established senior teams like in Banyas case senior champions five years ago so I, it's, it's, I mean, it's absolutely Clark's fascinating
0: Kylian Clark's fitness is going to be whether he's eligible or able to play against Coot Hill is going to be key like Sherkirk, for for like even though they only picked up was at one point in the in the league itself in the group part, they were still very competitive. They could have beaten Lavi. They should have beaten Gauna. You know, Kingscourt I think was a bit one sided. Was it in the end? And and their their first game was. Can't just think That's it, said it against was.
1: Kingscourt. There were only three points down with, with about four minutes to go. It was at that that came up can right. Considered a goal.
0: So, the, I I don't think that Kewt Hill are going to have it all their own way here. I. I'm struggling to to pick a winner here for the simple reason that sometimes it's it's it's, it's down to determination and work rate. Shepard
1: have lots of that. Yeah. Whereas Coothill, there's a question mark over Coothill because there has to be because I don't want to say they're flaky but they're certainly very inconsistent.
0: Yeah. And, on, on, <laughs> and it maybe maybe absolutely nothing but the soccer season starts in the next couple of weeks in, in Coothill which has an effect on the psyche of the Coothill lads. You know, if they were going for a championship quarter final or semi final. You know their focus is on 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 staying and and winning those games to win the competition, but to to shift that focus away from relegation you just it'll it'll be a question that could will left to answer. you know I wouldn't be surprised to see a Shercock win here Call it I don't know me I don't know whether if Killian Clark plays, I think Shercock will just win it by a point if he doesn't play Coot Hill will come true.
1: Okay, well, I, I'm going to go with Cudhill, but yeah, I can see where you're coming from on that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't fall over with shock if Sherk were to win this, but I think if Could-Hill, if both teams played at their best, I think Cudhill would win. Um, but Cudhill or Flake. <laughs> <inconsistent, laughs> I don't want to say Flake, but they're flaky. <laughs> inconsistent, inconsistent. <laughs> I, I, Yeah, I'm going to go with Cudhill. And for the other game, I, I, I'm going to give Balna a reasonably confident vote because I think they are on the upper, and I think mm. Kilagari are have been on the down in terms of current form.
0: Yeah, I. I <sighs> I think that, that Kiligary might just come through this one. I love that. No, this is a 50-50 for me, actually. <clears throat> There's nothing between the sides. And momentum, like what was impressive about Balagna is is getting that result against Castellar when it meant nothing. You know, it wasn't going to put them into a quarterfinal to win, but they still showed their willingness to work. So if they were working in that situation, what would it be like when they really have to work? You know, so... Balanja definitely are, are. There's, there's, there's no way that Killigari are going to win this easy. Um, yeah, I, I probably agree with you. Actually, Balanya, I think by a point, by a point or two. There yeah. you go. It'll be very interesting. The relegation playoffs then in the, um, in the intermediate championship. So there's three games in this one. It's a wee bit more difficult to, um, to to go through. So I'm going to try and bring it up here.
1: Um McHugh and Red Hills is one. Is
0: that right, um, so, so there's one of them on Friday night, which is Bally Hayes and Corner Fane.
1: earlier on, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's not the easiest Has,
0: has Fane's form dropped a wee bit from uh, after the well, Chandra? It would have been expected to be killer Chandra.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, I saw them twice or three times I saw them against Kirk the first day and it was a real fiery game and I saw a game against Bally Hayes and I noticed that was something with them that they're kind of aggressive and they play on the edge and mightn't just suit them that well they're probably thinking we're just up here we need to be really physical and be really really up for this and make that into one of our you know like like a mark of our brand type thing that that yeah. like no one gets out in handy against us But and that would probably stand you in a relegation game whereas Bally Hayes um even though they they battled well against Go the last, day, uh, I th- Ballyhays don't want to be in this mess that they're in. You know, it's like Ballyhays, uh, but certainly their image of themselves would be as to mo- be a lot better than this, and mm. they are a lot better than this. I think, but they're in this dogfight now, and there's no way out of it. I don't have to fight your way out of it. Um, I think that I think Cornafine's a horrible draw for Ballyhays to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's in Templeport Friday night at eight fifteen. Uh, Mickey Lee's the referee. I just. I, I think Ballyhazel just have enough to come through it though because they're um, now and I'm trying to think of the game, but I, I I think that they've been in this situation before in a relegation game down in Bombay. Was it last year? No, they were Day in. One, were or the, was it? A no,
1: that was the championship semi final. That's right, in Bombay. Yeah, that's right. And I mean that was a real battle. Tour, yeah, that was a that and was a real battle, it. and they came through it. Like, yeah. But the thing is, you know, they had lads fit, and they're they're struggling to get lads fit now. Um, like even Parked Moore like he was classing the first half against Hollands last day but he went off yeah. second half they just need to have these injuries Sean McCormick is carrying an injury he ended up going into the full forward line the last day and teams probably think that we can blag like, our belly his we can get stuck into them and distract them and Hollands did that a little bit like when McCormick went into the full forward line he was getting dog's abuse I thought right. and he ended up getting booked and it was a classic case of booked the two of them and it'll put a stop to it but I thought it was Aegon Daly the Gullins full back he he probably thought. You know, I'll wind this lad up. As the late Jerry West used to say to us in Red Hills, uh, stick to him like shite to a blanket. <laughs> and that's what, he, <laughs> that's what he did. And uh, he he wound him up, and both lads end up getting booked. I, I was standing beside someone, I was saying it's, it's even money here that Sean swing, swings the fist there because he was really being wound up to the last. But Finn are going to do that as well. And, uh, I, you know, Ballyhits are a better team, in my opinion. I, I really feel they're a senior standard side but uh, in their current incarnation shall we say with the injuries they have and they've no momentum behind them at all they're going to struggle they're not going to blow corner of away I, I, I really see this as being a one point game one way or the other going I, I'm going to go for corner
0: of all right are going to need a big game out of Kevin Tierney you're going to need a big game Ke- a Tierney period. was brilliant the last day yeah yeah, I heard that. I Heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, Looks to be back to his best. Nah, he was top he to be class. Carrying a bit of a knock too, but still looked looked excellent. But David Brady has to has to step up in this one. You know, you need your your big players. He's county senior, and
1: I'd I'd play Tierney closer to goal now, especially if Moore's injured. Because like uh, this is going to be a tight game. A goal will probably settle this one. And There's no better man goals. to get
0: one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with you. I think Ballyhis will just maybe come through with a, with a point or two to spare. On this Bally
1: has a better than Korn of Fane Like, I, th- I, th- I think the big, yeah. But Bally has a full strength against Korn of Fane A full strength. I, I'd have Bally has to win that seven or eight times out of ten. But they're not a full strength at the minute. And Korn of Fane are ideally suited for this because they're very motivated. They're really up for it. They want to stay in the intermediate, and they don't roll over for anyone. And mm-hmm. I think that they're all the hallmarks you need for a relegation battle. That's why I'm going for the Reds.
0: Okay, we'll go on. Drumgoon against Swanland Bar. It's in O'Connell Park at five p.m. on Saturday. Um, O'Connell Park is in Drumlane. For yep. those that don't know, and um, yeah, throw in is at, at five p.m. As I say here, this will be an interesting enough one. I'd imagine from having played Swanland Bar, they're going to bring the numbers back. You know, defend and try to counter attack. Um, it's it's a case of can Drumgoon break them down? Have they got the forwards to break them down? Yeah, Drumgoon Drumgoon
1: again, a team that are coming into the relegation playoffs off the back of a win, which is an unusual situation to be in. Unlucky not to get through. um, Knocked out on score difference after Mm. beating the bridge last day. And look where the bridge ended up. So like, in hindsight, that that looks like a very good win for Drumgoon because Keefe and O'Reilly played that day and he effectively didn't play against Arva. He only played 30 seconds or whatever. So you'd have to say Drumgoon, like, Swaddle, seemingly have come up with this system it's a Matty and job this to go ultra defensive in the middle of a championship but Swad had conceded something like 30 goals all season up to this if you look at the, the results in the league every week 3 goals 4 goals 5 goals they were leaking goals to beat the band and did it again in the championship and then decided that they'd go defensive and made things difficult from, by all accounts against Mullerhorn for for long enough spells so you'd imagine they're going to do the same for that could frustrate going, but I still think Tremguern will have enough about them. Will Geroge McCarran be back?
0: Yeah, he should be. He's back from suspension anyway. Um, Saturday evening at 5 o'clock, the question is is Chris Corn back? Is he able to play with, with, with his soccer commitments or not? Um, like, If their counter attacking game is set up the way they want, and they've got Geroge McKern and Chris Corn, they're brilliant athletes that can counter attack exceptionally well. And then you throw in Rory Corn. Um, and Key and McGovern, two very good forwards there that can that can assist them lads going forward. There, there's there's a bit of a better look about the team with that system for me. Um, and I, I think if Garrod and Chris play, I I think Swan and Barr will come through this one.
1: Yeah, if they play, it's a big ask. If even if if, if even only you would say. Roll is playing, I'd say going would probably win it, but if both lads are playing, yeah, I think it could tilt, tilt the balance. Mm,
0: could do the final game, then uh, playoff C is Red Hills against Ballon McHugh. It's Sunday at one o'clock in Lavie. Um This will be interesting for again, and, and I feel like I'm a broken record on this one. It's what players are available for Red Hills. If Thorlock Mooney, Packy Lady Cormac Brides are all available. And, and and playing for Red Hills, then I'd say Red Hills win this.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd have to say the same. Like Red Hills survived last year in the relegation playoff. That's right. When they weren't expected, to. They weren't expected to. They were I didn't give them any chance because they had a poor year last mm-hmm. year, and, and they had been well beaten by by Trimlayne before that. But uh, Tremaine had a few injuries, and they came up with the win to to save their season and stay up. You know they're back where they were, but I think they've they're better this year. Um, depends on who's year. fit, but like. It was a bit of a collapse there in the last two games in the group which was surprising to me because they started well with a good win against Swad and now in hindsight Swad turned out to be not great but at the time Swad were fancied by a lot of people to win that game including myself yeah. and then pushed Lara very close but the injuries came and the wheels came off a wee bit but I still think Red Hills have enough about them to win this one like Bally McHugh have had a poor season um, whatever way you look at it just didn't kick off from last year again what I was saying earlier second season syndrome kicked in maybe just didn't work as hard this year because it should have been good enough to stay up. Mm-hmm. They were, there were a strong uh, junior championship win inside and physically strong. Lost Liam Buchanan, I suppose, obviously didn't help. But
0: but then came on against Mullerhorn, you know, now look, at came on and stood in around the square and it hasn't got mobility, but it's still a, a threat, you know. If a big high ball comes in, he'll, he'll, he'll wrestle and he'll get a fist onto it, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it his an odd.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm not exactly sure of the format of... Uh, as in which team
1: so the three the best of my knowledge is the three winners are safe the three losers go into a draw and two play and one waits and and I think
0: I think the draw is already made okay right I think the draw is already made and I'm just not sure whether it's A versus B or A versus C but essentially even if you lose you have a minimum one more chance and for two of the teams you have two more chances yeah you know so
1: so look if you if you lose three games in the regular playoff you can't have any complaints
0: no, no, even if you lose two. Yeah, even if two. you lose two, I yeah. think it's fair enough. So um, we'll move on because on this week's um, uh, Diehards podcast on patreon.com forward slash um we have a very, very good interview, a little over an hour long interview with Cavan manager Mickey Graham. Uh, if you want to get that full interview, you've got to subscribe to we Are Cavan on patreon.com. Um, it's it's really in depth, goes through and off. And and much how much does it cost to subscribe, there, man? It costs Paul. But well, thanks nice for asking that, Paul. That's a really <laughs> good question. It's it's five dollars a month um, plus your. So your, what's your that out tax. of the week? It's it's literally a, a euro twenty five or something like that a week. It's it, it's okay.
1: And if you follow the bet a week, will you be up money or down money? Well, you
0: definitely will. The way you're you're predicting your bets at the minute, Paul, you're definitely will be up money. Well, you're currently up money because they're up to seventy one something um, from the, the the initial tenor. So
1: you're saying that if someone signed up uh, for their fiver uh, when this started, what two two or three weeks ago? Yes, uh, they would now have sixty five euro more than they had starting off plus it they would have had access to all this content
0: I'm telling you Unreal. it's the only podcast that entertains and gives you money there you go you can't complain about that <laughs> definitely the only one in Cavan <laughs> alright <laughs> I just um, wasn't clear on that but yeah so uh, look at, here's, here's a wee teaser of, uh, of our interview with Mickey Graham
2: to um, be honest with you I, I didn't even think he'd give Cavan any consideration because I was sure Matty was going to stay on for another year so it was definitely wasn't on my radar and the Longford one would have been mentioned to me number of times over the last couple of years and I didn't even think it was going to come on the radar because Dennis had a good enough year well he had a reasonably successful year with Longford um, this year in the league should have got promoted and then beat me in the first round so over in Longford that would be considered as a success you know so um, I suppose then when the Cavan one came along there was lots of names thrown around I still didn't think much of it. I was approached then by the county board would be interested. I said I'd think about it, and then obviously the Longford one came along. and I'll be honest with you, that the first, you know, the Longford one was probably one that it was, you know, would have played over in my mind before the Calvin one came along because I felt, you know, I knew an awful lot about Longford football and I knew I've been there for six or seven years and that I knew the ins and outs of it. But then when the both of them came at the same time and the decision had to be made there was only one decision like you know um, your own county your own county just managing your own county um, but at still at the same time I still thought it was a bit long way off because there was a lot of processes to go through with, within CAV as regards who was in for it and stuff like that and there was nothing was guaranteed so you know to be honest I didn't really think that you know yes I was interested but maybe there was other people better qualified maybe to get the job you know
0: yeah so as you can hear we we, we get down and, and into a lot of different topics with the Cav manager very generous with his time. Um so, so that's that's
1: an hour long chat is it?
0: Yeah, just a little over an hour which uh, when I when I brought him into the studio I was kind of thinking if we get 25 minutes to to 30 minutes I'll be doing well and it just look it was just like a conversation about football. It was brilliant but to 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 understand where he came from right at the very start of his football career as in when he was in St. Phelan's right up to the current day. It was great to get the timeline through it all. So it's, uh, it, it was really, really good, open and honest in the interview. So if you want to hear that, uh, head on over there to patreon.com forward slash wearecavin. Paul, I want to talk about a couple of things because your, um, your, your, your tweet this week about the Mayo ladies causing a wee bit of controversy. Well, sorry, the Mayo ladies causing a bit of controversy, but it's, it's, it's exploded.
1: Yeah, it went viral, yeah. Um Tell us the tweet. I don't have it in front of me, but the gist of it was um I tweeted something like see Mayo ladies mentioned that that the manager was affecting her mental health. Yeah. Now, he didn't do anything that I can see other than he's a bit of, he's old school, he shouts at them a bit and he called one player lazy. Maybe she was lazy, maybe not, but you can't say that seemingly. But they they brought out the the they brought out the original comments were saying things like um, it was an unsafe environment and things like that. Now, that is a loaded term to say when it's a male in a female dress room set, setting. Because yeah. straight away, as as you and McKenna wrote in The Independent, straight away you start to think of maybe physical or sexual co- abuse connotations there. When it's an unsafe environment and a, and a, and, a, and a, there's a male authority figure, it's a very dangerous thing to say. So he came out in, in a long interview with Colin Parkinson on Sports Show podcast and gave his side of it. So Mayo came out with with a an, another statement after well, the, the players who had left
0: yeah they departed
1: they departed was yeah, they called. and uh, they mentioned that the adverse effect it was having on their mental health and that's a real bugbear of mine I put up a tweet and I, I said that this is another example of the line between the emotion of depression and the illness of depression mm-hmm. being blurred and I said if to say something like that to say something affects your mental health is um, if, if it's not you know the illness I would say for example and I know there's a difference between depression and mental health but I think it's all almost become a catch all term and I think that's kind of what they were getting at I said it's very irresponsible and it's dangerous and I've, I personally feel I, it, well it opened my eyes this was a couple of years back um, Rob Henley was rightly criticised he, he made a, set, a couple of balls up in the All-Ireland final he's a goalkeeper he's a big boy and he, he cost me 0 All-Ireland no one was saying Rob Henley's a bad person people were just saying you're a footballer there's a million people watching the match you made a couple of clangers. That's it. That's life. Yeah. If you have saved the penalty on the other flip side of the coin, you'd be, you'd be the hero. Don't, don't like. There's no need to be, to be saying, like it's I think it's actually um, political correctness gone mad to be to be saying that you can't say something like that about Rob Henley because you affect his mental health, and he released a statement about it, and I wrote a column about it, and it got pounced on, and uh, some guy from the GPA was was going mad, and there was a mental health campaigner tweeting about it saying. Um, this is someone's son and all this I said for Jesus sake cop yourself on no one is saying that that um, he's a bad person he's, he's a bad person he's or, evil or, yeah, he's he just made a mistake you know. and that's all the that people are saying he's made a couple of mistakes and I, I, that's when it opened my eyes that like everyone is depressed every now and then same as everyone is excited or everyone is uh, ecstatic or whatever it's an emotion but there's a difference between the emotion and the illness of depression maybe they need to change the name of the of the illness to to, to market because when people say my mental I have you know, I'm suffering suffering from um, poor mental health. People immediately think, "Oh, you're depressed," yeah. but there's a difference there. If, if depression uh, is such is such a terrible affliction that for someone to say that, "Oh, a manager giving out or a manager dropping me affecting my mental health," I I just think it's such so irresponsible. Yeah.
0: I think I think the other point in it that for me, and while I I I, I agree with your tweet 100, it, it it's actually a bugbear for me is that it's almost become um, like, like you see, you see, and not to make light of it, but where uh, you know the, there's an ad on TV where a woman's like, "Oh, I can't come in today. And oh, what's wrong with you today? Oh, uh, women's problems. Okay, can't talk about it. Mental health is this new. Like, oh, well, I've mental health problems. Oh God. Okay, sorry, can't talk about it. You know, you, because you're afraid of, of of maybe shattering the ceiling on it. And I I, th- I think it's very very dangerous. It's become too much to the point it's gone too far the other way it has completely like so like Jesus I, I'm i depressed when I lose a game I feckin I go, I go into my shell for maybe a week after I lose an important game or, or I've gone into a depression after losing the, the county final as in you know very, very down in myself about it. But that's not depression. That's me feeling down because I wanted something really bad and I didn't get it. Yeah. And, you know, I put energy into it and I didn't get it. But that's normal. That's part of life. Yeah. You know, but at no point should should I be saying, in my in my opinion, should I be saying, Oh well, that affected my mental health, you know. And because I I wouldn't say it for the simple reason that I know the connotation of you know, the, the link between mental health and depression. See, and the thing is they made, I think that
1: they knew it. Of course they did. But if, if you're if you're um, feeling depressed about something, as opposed to the illness of depression, the condition, if you're feeling the emotion of depression, I don't think that means you have bad mental health. I had people tweeting me back. I won medical shoot and I looked at her Twitter profile and she's she's studying to be a doctor and she probably is more qualified. She's certainly more qualified to, than I am. But she was like, mental health is not depression and blah, blah, blah. But I, I think if you're if you're experiencing an emotion of depression or lo- you're feeling low or whatever, you you can't say I've bad mental health at the minute. That your mental health is fine. In actual fact, I would suggest your me- mental health is functioning perfectly well. If if there's a negative um, event in your sport, yeah. life, or whatever, and you feel bad about it, that would say, okay, your mental health is fine. You're reacting the way you should it'd be a different thing if you were ecstatic with after a defeat or something like that that wouldn't make sense so I I, I thought it was such a, such a, an irresponsible thing to say that's why I put up the tweet
0: C- Couldn't it have been as easy for Sean Kavanaugh to say about when he lost whatever game it was it, I think it was in Paul Kimmage's article um, lost the game and that evening a championship semi final or whatever, that evening he was in the gym pumping weights and Benny Coulter was saying, Jesus, could you not just go to the public the rest of us? Could it be easy for Sean Cavanaugh to say, Well, look at my mental health wasn't great after losing that game and but he didn't. He stayed away from it. He just said, Look at that's the way I, I, I deal with it. And yeah. I remember hearing Kenny he cycled the Port Leash. The Port Leash. I, I remember here back in <clears throat> back in two thousand and five when Drum Lee lost the intermediate final, um to to Coo I remember the next morning. I, I like I went I went home that night, the Sunday night, locked myself in the house, watched a couple of films, got up the next morning, and at seven o'clock I was up in Drumleehy kicking a ball over the bar, and I I wasn't even playing that day. But that, that, I had I had invested a lot into that, and therefore, but that didn't mean that my mental health was poor. I think it you're meant right. your mental health was was good, it was, was functioning properly. I think so. You're reacting properly. I think so too, and I think that that's that's where those girls are are blowing the line. Like even and I tweeted about the part at the end of the interview or the end of the press conference that the the departed ladies um, spoke about well the, the training session before the Connacht final there was 15 girls on the field and 15 were left off you know and that wasn't about equality That's training. I've done that a hundred times. I've done that probably a thousand times where you're saying okay look at these are the lads who are going to be on the field and we need to run through a certain couple of things because the opposition do this. Now the people who are on the sideline need to be paying attention but you can't have them all running in at the same time because it just doesn't work yeah. that doesn't mean he, he, he's a bad manager that doesn't mean he's been cruel to them 15 that are on the sideline or 16 or whatever it just means he's preparing for the game
1: I thought if, if you're if you're in a team environment you're in a team environment yeah. it goes back to what Mickey Hart referred to as the, the, the disease of me you can't be standing on the sideline saying I'm not included in this drill boo-hoo uh, this manager's terrible he's doing it for the good of the team rightly or wrongly yeah
0: I have to say I enjoyed your tweet um, something else that I want to want to pop up that I I um I spotted last night. I was at home editing the podcast, and I took out my program from the All Ireland Final, and I seen you had an article in it. How did I not notice?
2: Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Hello, the All right. had Ireland Football Final. Yeah. A
0: brilliant article. I, I, I know you you do a bit of writing, all right, for the GEA, but I didn't. To get into the All Ireland Final program no. now is some achievement.
1: It's the only chance of being in the All Ireland Final <laughs> program. Don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have a chance next week? No.
1: Yeah, the Hambled maybe. In the Hamburg programs aren't as widely read.
0: Yeah, but jeez it uh, like. <laughs> You have you've probably seventy thousand copies of that circulated, or sixty thousand of it circulated, and 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 going to be read at some point because that's a collector's item. And yeah, fair yeah. play to you. I, I
1: didn't actually get my hands on one. I might get your one. You won't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but look, congratulations! Really good article, actually, on on Jim Gavin and Mickey Hart. If. Uh, you you might you might recycle it at some point oh you
1: know, no doubt definitely put it out <laughs> get, some, some hungover Monday we we'll see it. Out of it. <laughs> yeah definitely but
0: uh, look that brings us I think to the end of, of this week's podcast is there any other business no that's about the height of it I want to wish Ashlyn Shorten the very best of luck I was hoping to uh, get some time to get her online um, she's heading down to Australia to do trials for the the, uh, the is it W A F L? is that what it's called yeah yeah um, so she's she's actually on a plane today as we go and record this one. So wish her the very best of luck. We'll be we'll be watching closely, but she's um, she's in a privileged position even to get those trials. So wish her the very very best of luck, and uh, best of luck to everybody else getting in, involved in the championship this weekend, whether it be relegations or, or quarter final playoffs. Um, next week we'll be bringing you. Um, the preview of the, the junior championship final between Killing Care and Drum a really good in-depth preview on that one. We'll have um, interviews with, with both camps as well. So don't forget to jump on over to patreon.com forward slash We wearecavin to get the in-depth interview with the new Cavan manager, Mickey Graham. Thanks for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavin.com. Enjoy your weekend. Check out We Are Calvin, football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range, in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting locals.